You are now tuned in to Today with Pastor Jay on WNZF News Radio, where we discuss inspiring and informative news. And now here's your host, Pastor Jerilyn Denny. Good morning, good morning. Wake up and good morning. It's a wonderful and beautiful day to be alive. And I just got to get right in it because we have two hot, when I say hot, 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 fire hot topics. Um, so we're going to do a two-part show. And my highly esteemed guest this morning is Dr. Linda Lee Tarver. She's out of Michigan, formerly Detroit, but she's in Lansing. And the Apostle Dwayne Harden from Atlanta, Georgia. Thank you guys for coming on, talking about these topics. Thank you for having us. You know, yes, I'm, it's my pleasure. I'm telling you, you guys are great. I love having you on the show. Um, I just want to get your opinions about a few things. And you're entitled to them, but... A lot of you, you have experience in these areas. So we're going to start with the first hot topic. The Flagler County Board of County Commissioners is entering into an ILA, an interlocal agreement with the Flagler County School Board and with the Sheriff's Department. And this interlocal agreement is over the Carver Center, the George Washington Carver Center, which is the site of the only black high school that was here in the area back in the day before they integrated the schools, which is now a community center. Now this community center isn't just any kind of community center. It's a staple within the community. You may find um, wakes there, family reunions, weddings, birthday parties, um, you know, anything that you can think of they have in addition to Flagler County schools for several years have been managing the building. So there's tons of educational projects there. Um, that that happened throughout the week. Some sports stuff happens there. Um, they have a GED program. I mean, it's just a really good place in the community there, and it's located in the black community, the predominantly black community in Benel. So what the problem is now is the initial ILA had the Flagler Sheriff's Pal, the Police Athletic League, written in the ILA. Now, my understanding is that government organizations cannot write ILAs with private organizations. And even though it's the Flagler Sheriff's Police Athletic League, that is a 501c3 that is not owned by Flagler County Sheriff. They're a national organization, a police athletic league is. So there were some grumbles. I know there was a few people saying, hey, this is an illegal ILA. It cannot be written this way. And when that went up, they requested a legal opinion from our state attorney. And so I'm going to read um, part of this. It says, I write regarding the Carver Community Center Committee proposed interlocal agreement. I have reviewed the most recent draft amendments. Now, this is a, an email that's over a month old. Um, it says, but I want to go and talk about it. It says, I reviewed the most recent draft amendments attached and we have thoroughly discussed my query regarding the Flagler County Sheriff's Police Athletic League legal standing and admissibility of their youth programs in an ILA at our recent committee meeting. And because the committee is pushing forward with the ILA draft and this legal question of the PALS youth programs in an ILA remains unresolved, I am compelled to submit this recommendation report directly to the current controlling parties, the Board of County Commissioners, and the school board, and the superintendent. Now get this. They're saying that it cannot happen. But let me tell you guys what happened. Their attorneys, the attorneys from the Flagler County School Board says there's nothing wrong with it. The the PAL can be entered into an agreement under an ILA. 
They cannot. No. So that has happened. They continue to say it still can happen and continue to push. Then they came back and said, okay, okay, you're right. They cannot enter into an ILA. So I have not seen the new draft, but the new draft mentions the Flagler County Sheriff's Department in the ILA and in the same ILA, they have the Police Athletic League almost as though they added a facility use agreement. That's the best way to describe it. A facility use agreement in the ILA, which is also illegal. But their attorneys are saying, no, 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 it's good. So at least once or twice, the Board of County Commissioner's attorney have been wrong. And all people are asking for is a legal opinion from the state attorney, and they are refusing to do it. I feel that there's something else going on here. And the reason why I say there's something else going on here, because when I inquired about it and I met with the county administrator, you know what the first thing she told me, Heidi Petito? The crime rate. Now, what do, I mean, come on, the crime rate. Did you get a report? What does it have to do with the legality of the contract? Thank you. Now, get, get this. At the community center itself, there hasn't been any crime. The neighboring neighborhoods have, but not in the community center itself. And I'm starting to wonder, and I've had this question, are they trying to put a county, a sheriff county outpost in the middle of the black community? That's my question. Because they're willing to possibly, I'm not saying that they're breaking the law, but my understanding, it can't be done. And all we've asked for was a legal opinion from the state attorney, from Ashley Moody, for her to say, yes, you can do this. They refuse to do that. Are they trying to put an outpost in a black neighborhood? They're, they're trying to do several things, in my opinion, similar to what they've done in Detroit and Lansing, Michigan, and across the state of Michigan and urban communities, especially predominantly black neighborhoods. The neighborhood that I grew up in, I, it is no longer affordable. It was all black neighborhood. They came in and the city purchased a lot of the property. They put a community center in there and that community center is now funded, but certainly not providing resources to the community because have been purchased up by uh, predominantly white um, residents and it is no longer affordable to live in, in that particular neighborhood that I grew up in. And that that is the no-bid contract, what it has been doing in, in Detroit. They want a no-bid contract to provide a 501c3 with the ability to come in and do um, whatever they would like to do in terms of programming there without going through a bid process. And so that is what we've seen in many cities, particularly in Detroit, are no-bid contracts. This organization will come in and be couched under something else provided state resources and city resources and county resources that they did not have to bid on and provide services for. It is a a gift to those particular entities, but it's certainly cheating uh, the residents of the county out of having uh, a bidding toward those services that they choose to bid for through their elected officials. And again, to allow for people to come in. Perhaps people don't want 
the athletic, the Sheriff's Athletic League in their area. There might be another 501c3 that would get the bid to provide enough resources. Oh, oh there's the been county. no bid. So there hasn't been a bid. Oh, no. No, no. It, it, it's they, a void look, bid. Look, they didn't, because my thing is this. They didn't give an opportunity to anybody else to come in there and provide services like this. Correct. And that is, again, why the the gentrification, and that's what I believe is, is happening, is the first step toward gentrification. It has happened in Detroit. Downtown Detroit was certainly um, very much crime-ridden. And then billionaires were given billions of taxpayer dollars to come and build. So now downtown Detroit it looks like a metropolitan area, but it is not even affordable. It has displaced many of the residents of the city of Detroit. They are not no longer downtown. Mm-hmm. The affordable housing are now condos that are not affordable. Two thousand dollars a month on the waterfront, at, mm-hmm. or more mm-hmm. on the waterfront in in Detroit. And you have Greek Town. You have. The uh, sports area, the arts. Oh, district, so they just built this. No they just built this thing up. Affordable. Now, Correct. there's a legal precedent that was cited in the email that went out to the um, county commissioners. It's Florida statute section one six three point zero one sub seven a and b, and because of that statute, it's being said that the Flagler County um, Sheriff's Office cannot legally contract or otherwise purport to provide the youth programs of the PAL in an ILA for a tax-funded community facility as a matter of law. Correct. And he requested an advisory opinion of the Office of the Attorney General. And he has also requested that PAL to provide the committee with a copy of a previously executed ILA in the state of Florida. This has never been done in the state of Florida. The pushback, and I've spoken with at least one or two county commissioners, too, and the pushback is, oh, they just don't want white people there. Well, there are white people that live in the neighborhood. This has nothing to do with that. And one even said that he's offended that they don't want white people there, so they're being racist. First of all, black people have to be in a position of authority and influence to be racist, last time I checked. <laughs> I don't see us oppressing a, a anyone. Um, but, Pastor Harden, what say you? Because to me, I think it's a great thing if everyone is doing it legally. How do you, and I'm not saying it's illegal, but we're still asking for a legal opinion from our, you know, attorney general. And we're not, they're not even giving that. They're just doing what they want to do. Their attorneys have already been wrong. And the next thing you know, because we know we have a West expansion come from Palm Coast. They're building and putting in new houses and all this other kind of stuff. And where Bunnell is located in this particular area, property value is going to go up. It's going to go up. And we may find ourselves, as Dr. Linda Lee was saying, going from one set of housing to the next thing you know, we've got condos. Yeah. I think um, one of the things that I'm looking at is just the sneakiness of the system and and the ignorance of the system. Number one, I can be very sneaky with the system if I know other people don't know how the system operates, right? And so a lot of this stuff is going on. We had some of that 
happened in the Georgia area. And you can see bits and pieces of it happening now. Um, I love transition. I love the opportunity zones. I love some of those things. But these things, if not properly done, uh, totally kick people out and leave people out. That's my bigger problem. Uh, you come in and you know the people have no literacy towards finances or property and you begin to do it underhanded. You don't give and provide information, all those kinds of things uh, fairly and equally, then we create a bigger problem. Um, you create more homelessness. You create uh, more troubles in from the community because that's the community you're planning to take over because it's at such a low price and you can get away with it for that time being, then all of a sudden the prices are high. Um, I, I would go to Detroit all the time. And when she said that those condos are two and $3,000 a month. Now that's something like here in Atlanta, you know, uh, downtown um, Detroit is in no, by no means uh, economically uh, uh set as like in Atlanta. Um, and for them to be able to get away with that is amazing. Um, one of the things I do want is I think sometimes we, we, and I think it's worthy of frustration, mm -hmm. but um, at the same time, not, but we, we have to come up with solutions. And, and I think the, the problem here is they are not legally preparing anyone to come up with solutions and how to rearrange or go around the corner and fix oh, it no. and it, even have discussions and conversations. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Well, an ILA is very powerful and I've asked, Hey, can't you just do a facility use agreement? Why an ILA? And you talked about sneaky. They started having these meetings in secret and did not even inform the black community when they started. And it affects them the most. The community mm -hmm. where they're doing this at. So they started out with the whole sneakiness, was having these secret meetings, which they shouldn't be secret. Yes, they were doing it. I'm saying they were doing it because I know they were. That's how I got called in on it. But that's another day. We do need to take a break. We got in part two. Thank you guys for joining me. And we're going to continue on and talk about the chair of the Republican Party and his accusation of raping a woman that he and his wife had a menage a trois with a year ago. Don't go anywhere. Don't touch that dial. You're listening today with Pastor Jay. NMLS number 228111, CHL NMLS number 156.22. Hi, this is Steve Verrier, your proven local source for residential home financing needs. We can often say yes when others say no. So if you're having trouble, please let us take a look. You can find me online at thefloridamortgagecenter.com or call direct at 386-866-1112. We're proud to be a sponsor of Today with Pastor Jay. My name is Leslie Jiscom and I am with the African American Entrepreneurs Association. And we are delighted to be a sponsor of Today with Pastor Jay. We have a free nationwide business directory listing. You can pick that up on aaeaassociation.org. Our 800 number is 1-800-671-1397. Hi, folks. My name is Manesh Bakshi. Are you somebody who is embarrassed, frustrated about what your debt situation is? Feeling like there is no light at the end of the tunnel for your money? I want to be the person to guide you so you don't have to think about money again. My number is 248-866-0063. Look forward to talking to you.
248-866-0063. Immediately following today with Pastor Jay at 8.30 a.m., you'll go from hearing me on a talk show to hearing me in my church service. Join me, Gerilyn Ministries Reverse Church, by dialing in 904-701-7177. Listen, you don't have to get up to go to church now. You can just call in 904-701-7177. Dial in and listen to the Word of God today. Welcome back to Today with Pastor Jay. And yes, one would call Bridget Ziegler a super freak, but she's super freaky right up there with her husband. Christian Ziegler is the chair of the Republican Party of Florida. And it came out about a week ago that he was under investigation for rape charges. Yep. And as if the charges weren't heavy enough, um, he refuses to step aside, step down in order to tend to the investigation and do whatever. But what the hot, hot, she's a super freak is his wife, Bridget Ziegler, was one of the original co-founders of Moms for Liberty. She was only involved for a short time. um, And she's just kind of friends of theirs now. But she's also a school board member. And while she was the chair of the school board in Sarasota County, she had a menage a trois. She, look, someone, the memes are crazy. Their pronouns is he, she, and she. That's what her pronoun is. He, she, and she. That's what they're saying. There's stuff like all kinds of crazy stuff. It's not gay if it's a three-way. I mean, we're talking about two people who consider themselves conservatives, Christians, The husband is head of the Republican Party of Florida. The wife is a school board member. He's a former county commissioner. She also was the vice president of one of the things with Leadership Institute, which is a conservative institution, which, by the way, she just recently resigned. She's sitting on the school board, co-founder of Moms for Liberty. He has done many things in his political career, claiming to be conservative and a Christian and man, they were super freaking it up. And and he will not step aside. I've never seen so much foolishness before. Well, I've seen some foolishness. But you don't usually see this kind of crazy foolish. You know? Absolutely. The, the problem is, is that um, there are a variety of people who consider themselves Republicans. He is not head of the Christian League of florida he's head of the republican party of florida there are um log cabin republicans there are many republicans who have sexual fetishes and and different things sexual perversions even or what have you but he is the head of the florida republican party and his exposure of having a menage a trois which is certainly within his uh, agreeable rights between he and his wife, if that's how they roll. Um, If there are people who are swingers or what have you, but it has come to light as a result of it. And it has done damage to the focal point of the Republican party Mm -hmm. as a result of his actions, he and his wife's actions and um, their sexual um, encounters. As such, he should resign. He should not bring on this distraction. Whether it's true or not, 
and he is indicating that it is a it's a lie, that it is uh, false allegations, a uh, false investigation. Mm-hmm. Whether it's true or not, his wife has already come out and indicated that they have engaged in uh, three way sexual relations, brought some uh, another person into their their bedroom and in their bed, and at this point, it's become a distraction it is a huge distraction because it's a distraction well it's poor leadership he knew back in october that he was under investigation he did not inform the executive committee of the republican party in order to give them an opportunity to stand um and respond from an offensive standpoint instead of a defensive one you know fundraising that no one's uh, that's hurting the party. Who's going to be giving money when the head of the party saying that they're Christian and all that? No, we're not the Christian party. It is the Republican party, but don't be a hypocrite, right? So and he, allegations of rape. Yes. You know, that's, that's, that's the problem is that when you bring somebody else into your bedroom, you, you're supposed to avoid the appearance of impropriety as Christians. And you indicated that he claims to be a Christian, but mm-hmm. avoid the appearance of impropriety. And so when you're bringing another person into your bedroom, you and your wife are in a full agreement to to engage in bisexual and sexual deviancy, uh, fornication and adultery outside of, you know, your 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 wedding vows to your wife. And you invite this into your bedroom. You also invite the allegations that come with it. That's true. Which is uh, the rape allegation with this woman who has been sexual with both you and your wife. Now get this. I know that it's an embarrassment, but it is it is a self inflicted. It's a self inflicted issue. It's a self inflicted um, shame that he has brought on to himself. Now so here's whether it the is thing: true or not, right? He needs to resign. Well, speaking of whether or not it's true, um, he, they found the video. He actually videotaped his um, sexual affair with this woman, and it's explicit. I can't even talk about it on the radio um, to prove his innocence. He videotaped it. Um, and whether or not they're going to pursue charges or whatever, I don't know. But this happened before the Freedom Summit. And he stood on stage with presidential candidates taking pictures and everything and told the, the party, oh, he left his phone at home when, in fact, his phone was confiscated by the police. So we're talking over a month he was under investigation, didn't tell anybody, didn't do anything. So he's a liar. I mean, and I could just go, oh, definitely. I can go on and on, but Pastor Hart, let me tell you what my daughter, I have one of yeah. my daughter is a, a registered Democrat and her response was she, cause we talked about it all the way to Atlanta last week when we was talking about it. And she said, if he was a free loving socialist, no one would care if he was, if, if he was a Democrat, no one would care. In fact, he would have supporters. <laughs> this is what she said. If he was a Democrat, it's normal. It's okay. Nobody expects that from Republican candidates. Right. Well, I think uh, one of the things that happens is this, this here damages the, the policy of the, of the Republican Party. And because that's one of the things that people always hype, harp about. They say they're just hypocrites. And here's mm-hmm. my issue with that um, and why I believe he should have the integrity to at least step down. David stepped down once before, and I know we won't uh, equate it necessarily, but when he ripped his, I'm talking about King David, he Mm -hmm. ripped his robe off and he went down in sackcloth and ashes. That was basically him saying, I'm stepping down because I've discovered 
or I've been face to face with my wrong. That's he right. didn't try to fix it up. He didn't try to uh, put it into any other terms. The problem is um, even in church, they say in church, people are so hypocritical. The problem is there are people who can stand up. They can articulate the thought or the policy or the scripture. And once they do, they go home to their own weaknesses. They don't take the time to uh, address their own weaknesses or have the discretion that uh, Dr. Linda Lee has carefully uh, um, kind of put out there, implied, having the discretion necessary, which is in your own home, to make sure that that thing doesn't go abroad. I, I think when you have those weaknesses, you need to address them. You need to deal with them. And if there is such a thing that happens as today, you need to be willing for the sake of the policies, Mm -hmm. the sake of the, you know, the Bible, the word, the scripture, you need to be willing to then say that has nothing to do with what uh, we represent. I'm a weakness to what we represent. Mm -hmm. Your daughter was absolutely right. She says, if, you know, if it was one of them, then it'd be fine. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people get comfortable having that mentality, like, you know, hey, they're doing it. So then leave me alone. Don't challenge me on doing the right thing. Right. So Christian Ziegler, I think you said, uh-huh. uh, he become or even his wife, who was over Moms for Liberty, those people with great vision, great assignments are now damaging those assignments and bringing it over to the other side. So of people on the other side with similar weaknesses or weaknesses that are not anywhere to that level, um, they're able to now argue and say, those people don't mean what they say. They don't mean what they say. They don't do what they say they're going to do. They're not serious. This is very important. That's why I believe I tell my people at church, I am capable of making a failure Mm -hmm. um, and have failed, right? Uh, But uh, I need to be able to say, but God's word don't fail. Uh, I have to be able to know for the good of a situation when to sit down and when to be restored. I need to know when to go get counsel and healing can't hide behind my own weaknesses and failures because this kind of thing right. happens and it goes forward. And your daughter was extremely, I mean, I agree with her. Well, I was, was encouraged by the fact that she, she understood the Republican party to be the moral party. How about that? Correct. I mean, cause that's really what she was saying. Like mom, y'all got morals over there. The Democrats don't have any yeah. morals over here. That's pretty much what she said, Correct. but we got to wrap this up. And I want to say this because yeah. the problem that, You know, at the end of the day, he sent out a letter and I'm paraphrasing, putting in my own vernacular. He just said, I'm not guilty of the charges and I have supporters behind me is what he said. And that's a problem for me as a Christian, because he is supposed to confess his sins, you know, supposed to confess our sins. He's supposed to repent because we serve a God that's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. And it doesn't seem like he's there yet. Thanks, guys. We've got to go. I appreciate you. This was a lot. To God be the glory. And you know what I say? Yesterday is gone. Tomorrow's not promised. What are you going to do today? Let me tell you what you're going to do today. 
You're going to examine yourself. This could be any one of us, right? And we need Jesus to make sure we act right, think right, and do right. Amen? Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. God bless you.